Yes, welcome to another episode of the Scramble Life Podcast Right here live and direct with episode number 12 I've got my boy L Scratch on the other line What's up L? Yeah Yeah, yeah So, this is it This is, uh, what, the second episode for the year? Maybe the first one? I don't know Can't keep Second up. one of 2021 This is the second one of 2021 It's the second one for 2021, so yeah, we're right, here getting it done. Getting it done. It's been a busy week as usual. I know we wasn't here last week, but there was an ambush at the U.S. Capitol. Yes, there was. Some, some crazy uh, treason shit happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, they ran up in there. And the one, the mo- my most memorable moment for the whole thing was when the one girl ran through the to the door. <laughs> she was trying to get through. It ain't funny, but uh, they, Damn, they shot her, man. They popped her one time, and that was it. Uh, you know that's so unfortunate like you said it's not funny man loss of life is never a funny situation but it goes to show you that even though she was what we call a veteran Mm. you know what i'm saying someone who had once served to protect the country got shot in her own capital right that's how that's the crazy scramble life world we live in it man how ironic is that that's right that's right so yeah it's a lot going on and People fight for their rights. Uh, I think the next 76 to 72 or 72 hours or whatever it is, is going to be very interesting. Uh, it's going to yeah, tell us a yeah. lot. It's going to show us a lot uh, on what's going on with the country for real. Who's willing to stand up for real, for real, for real, for real, for uh, yep, everything yep. going on out here and, and rights and freedoms and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But other than mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, we got COVID going on still. Uh, so a lot, yeah, a lot yeah. of different titles floating around on that one, and, and vaccinations, and older people falling out, and older people dying when they take it because their situation is so bad with their system or whatever. I don't know. Um, it's several stories floating around on that situation. Period. And yeah, uh, that's pretty much that. I mean, let's see what we got here. We got a loaded gun today. We got a loaded gun, y'all. Oh yeah, breaking news: Phil Spector dead at eighty-one. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody? for those that don't know, who was Phil Spector? G, who was Phil Spector? Shit, that's somebody with a crazy catalog. I'm not gonna get all mm-hmm. into it, but you can spell it P H I L last name Spector S P E C T O R. Dead at eighty one. Go on Wikipedia mm. or wherever you go for your information. Look up Phil Spector, but he got a crazy catalog. Uh, I know he right. got he got into some shit. <laughs> when was that? That was about what, was, uh, fifteen years ago or something like that. I think yeah, I think it was yeah, about fifteen years uh, ago. Something with a chick and some crazy shit, <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, look him up. Very interesting. But the my most memorable thing of knowing about him is that he has a stupid, crazy catalog. And, right. Uh, that's that's what you want to be if you out there fucking around doing music or messing with the music business. That's right. That's All right. right. So that's that. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Camouflage, Home V stolen from California Army National Guard. Um, let's see. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, Georgia, deadliest year in decades has city on edge and demanding change. Mm, deadliest city. What? Hold on. Say that part again. Atlanta, Georgia, the deadliest year in decades. 
It has a now, city on edge. This, this they ain't talking about. Right. They talking about right now, twenty twenty one. Shit, because there's only we only two weeks in. I mean, come on, y'all, Atlanta. Now, come on, y'all, come on. hundred and fifty seven homicides for twenty twenty, up from ninety nine oh. in twenty nineteen. Oh, okay, man. Because I'm saying, damn, we only two weeks in, bro. All right, even though that still ain't good, but at least it ain't for this year. You know? Yeah. Well, it's just, uh it's real down there, but that's just a side piece right there. I just wanted to throw out there. But other than that, uh what Bow Wow, he did a party somewhere in Atlanta. <laughs> Was it Atlanta or Houston? Houston, I think. Let me see. Bow Wow's under fire. So rapper Bow Wow's catching some heat on social media after performing at a crowded Houston nightclub Friday while COVID nineteen is still ravaging. Ravaging the nation. So his videos floating mm. around with Bow Wow. Uh, he's seen there with a bunch of people. Uh, he's performing his songs there in the crowd with the partygoers and dancers. A few people had masks on, but the mass majority did not. So that was the situation. So we, we're just going to automatically assume it was anywhere from like 200 to 500 plus people in that building. Um, right, right. So videos floating around. Uh, it was at a nightclub called... Clee or Clay Nightclub, C-L-E, the E is hyphenated, uh, Houston, Clee Houston uh, Nightclub in Texas. The 33-year-old rapper was there, blah, 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 birthday weekend, this, that, and the other, and the celebrities was there, this, that, and the other. So that's pretty much that. So what do you think about that, him having an event with this whole COVID thing going on? Hey, man, I think that, you know, sometimes, and this might not be the case for a 33-year-old rapper with a lot of money who's been in the industry from damn near all his life, let's say. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think, you know, when it comes to a matter of being life and death, celebrating your birthday with people at home, and it might only be a couple of them, you know, that, that that's going to do fine just for certain people who want to live and don't want to risk it. Now, if you just feeling like, you invincible and fuck it. I'm going to go out there and just enjoy myself. And I got to be in the public eye. You roll those dice, man. But I'm going to tell you, just being an older guy with a little bit of experience, mm -hmm. that would never be me. I would never put myself or anybody that I love in a potential situation where it could be a tragic fatality or harm coming about because either I'm sick or somebody in the fucking vicinity of us is sick and we all going to get it. Quick right. story, real quick. My brother told me, all right, he used to live in L.A., but right now he's somewhere else. But he said his, one of his friends went to a party. It was an open event. Open event. A West Little nightclub is at the center oh, of one of the latest dozen investigations in our city. And now the owner of the club is calling it quits. Coles Center says the doors are closing. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Motherfuckers is at a nightclub. Some yeah, they was promoting. They was promoting. It's on drum track. Came out of nowhere. What the fuck? Had, you have your birthday party? They don't want me to say that. You know, <laughs> shit. You know, but 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 like I was saying, you know, this was an open event in a well-to-do neighborhood. All right, well-to-do neighborhood. I mean, there was kids there. There was older people. There was young people, married couples. It was a it was a fun event. Long story short, everybody on that block. COVID-19 everyone got it yeah so you know people people thinking it's a joke and it's a game but like you know that's something like you know happy birthday to the brother but I definitely wouldn't have been in a situation like that and performing either I mean that's just my take on it but you know what's but crazy you know. what's crazy is this check it out 
we both live in New York State. All right. Mm-hmm. And if you live here in this state, you know how all the messages been on TV from the governor and you know, this section, you guys need to be this today, and down here you need to be this today, and one more person got it over here today, so we're gonna shut down all the businesses. We're used to this. And so I look at Instagram daily, you know, Twitter or whatever, and I'm seeing all these parties in Chicago, Houston. You know, just different places. I look at a lot of, even if you look at some of the social media videos, like the uh, the viral videos and shit. You see people out in public. It'll be twenty people. Right, right. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be twenty people in that image, and you see like two of them mm-hmm. with a mask on. But here, it's a different fucking story. You out there in them stores and shit, you gotta have your mask on. Uh, here, right now, right this minute, I think restaurants have to close at ten o'clock as of right now. That's right. Ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a lot going on in the country. And basically, what I'm saying is a lot of states is taking it lighter than New York State. Um, I don't right. know if that's a good right. thing or it's a bad thing. I know New York State had got sued by several bars. Uh, 91 of them did a class action, maybe. And I know a few of them won within the last few days. So, uh, and then that's what their lawsuits against New York State for shutting their bars down for this, that, and the other due to COVID. And they won those. They won those lawsuits. You so a few of them, of them? Uh, yeah, a few of them won their lawsuits. Like here was one guy that owns like a fucking, you know, those gyms and shit, right? The big ones or whatever. And okay. he went to war with them motherfuckers. He was, he was, man, he was on TV every day with his people. So I think he might have won his case too. You can look it up. But he was a gym owner here, and he was not having it. He was not having that shit. Right. So, right, yeah, right. It's a lot of that going on here in New York State. But like I said, getting back to the point, you look at the, the viral videos and videos online of different clubs, and there's a lot of shit going on across the country where it's not taken that serious like it is here. You know? Yeah, I think I think the major player in this game, uh, G, and it's and it's unfortunate, but you know, this is we living in a capitalist society, mm-hmm. and just like with some of these bar owners and gym owners, they win. Some of, some of them lose. It depends on your lawyer and the power that you have to, you know, represent your case. If you can make the case that, look, listen, I'm bound to make X amount of dollars and offer that the taxes I pay you is this and you shut me down. What are we doing here? Right. Then the government, I'm not saying this is the case, but these are things that we might have, not us, but they have to look at and examine, analyze and go, you know what? open up Greg's gym because he does have several, uh, you know, facilities and they do allow us to earn, you know, $4 million in taxes. So I think that as long as we give them some tough restrictions and that they have to wear masks and if they put a station out there where they can rub their hands with some of the solution and just make sure, you know, let them open up, right. give them another hour. To, you know what I mean? Those, those, those are the situations that do exist. Now, as far as these nightclubs, you know, they ain't out there checking them nightclubs like that. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Especially like the one we spoke about on the last episode, that was in the outskirts on the exterior of town where it was yeah. basically a barn where yeah. motherfuckers was partying and DJing at. And that's why the dudes got shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why dudes got shot. Yeah. And that's why it took police 20 minutes to get there. And by the time they got there, all they saw was dust because everybody drove off into the sun, well, into the moonlight. Pretty much. You know? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shit is real. Shit is real, man. You know? You know, and, and it is what it is, but we're going to drop that one and get on to the next subject here. We're going to talk next about one. Mrs. or not Mrs. Miss Azealia Banks. Azealia Banks. Oh, Azealia Banks. What you think about Azealia Banks? Let me hear your. your, your I don't know. You, really you know what? 
I've seen Azealia Banks on social media and viral videos more than I've heard or listened to any of her music. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know who she is. I heard something once that I remember it was a music video that looked like they spent a few dollars for, and it was okay. You know what I'm saying? It was whatever, maybe something for the clubs or the poppy. It wasn't nothing classic. You you saying it wasn't nothing classic? That I mean, it was cool, but with her, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's because I'm not around a lot of kids all the time. I don't know. Like, I know her shit is there. It ain't the worst shit in the world. I can say that. Okay, that's um, but, good. But All it, right. But it's there, you know, but she wild as a motherfucker, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. She's wild, man. So, so let's see. What, what, did she do anything wild? Is this what we're going to talk about? Is this wild or is this musical? I don't know. It's up to the you as an individual and everybody listening to figure it out for themselves. So this is the situation. So she dug up her cat from the grave and cooked the cat in the bones <laughs> to bring it back to life. Hold on, hold on, hold on. wait a minute, time out, time out. <laughs> Nigga, that ain't, that ain't, wait a minute, is this cat a singing cat? This ain't got nothing to do with music. I'm digging up a cat, I think this is gonna be some weird shit. Now, hold on, say that again, bro. Yo, she digged up her cat from the grave and cooked the cat in the bones to bring it back to life. And her fans watched it. Cause so she basically, when she was doing this whole thing, which is a ritual of some sort, uh, she put it on social media. So it was, I guess, it, as she did each segment of the ritual, she put it up on Instagram. So the videos were up for a while. Um, Zelia Banks dug up her cat. The cat's name is Lucy. <laughs> the cat's, yo, the yo. cat's name is Lucifer. Come on, man. <laughs> so she, Come on. She she dug the cat the cat up from the grave to bring her back to life. <laughs> As horrified fans watched on Instagram that morning. Hold on, you said to bring the cat back to life? <laughs> like soul to soul. <laughs> Oh my god, man. Come on, that you making this shit up. This can't be real. Yeah, this shit's real. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so the controversial rapper has concerned followers in the past. See, see, hold on. I gotta stop you. I'm, i hate uh, to interrupt, so, but see, whenever I hear some fuck shit, they always say rapper. What is this, man? I I listen. That's not right that they calling motherfuckers that do shit that's crazy, zany, and out of this world rappers. But she is a rapper. I mean, but damn. Where did, rap where? I ain't hear no raps. Because you ain't a kid. She, you know God what? Damn, she, you know what? Man. She's like, let me think from our era. Somebody that was like that. I don't want to say Charlie. Nobody. I, I, no, I don't want to say Charlie Baltimore. But I do kind of, sort of. Like, you know where I'm going man. with that though, right? Like I know it's more like I got, I got you. I know what you it, mean. It's it, a rapper, but she's but, not but, really but, involved but, but heavily into rap. Yeah, she got more. I think she. If I was to put both situations on the table, I'd say she got more of a budget than what Charlie Baltimore probably ever had. You know what I'm saying? I got she, you. I got. You. Yeah. She do get bookings, and she connected with the right people that's out there moving her situations around when need be. But yeah, I, I, I would say something like that, where it's a, like a. a, a person is there and it's a niche audience that follows them so for her shit I would say it's bigger just because like certain people think certain ways so you listen to a motherfucker talking about uh, the possibilities of committing suicide and taking pills and shit and drinking syrup and shit you might just mm -hmm. be that nigga um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's that. So getting back to the story. So yeah, she dug the cat up, tried to bring the cat back to life, and the fans watch. Uh, the rapper has a followers and past doing bizarre antics. Okay, so that's that on that section right there. So yeah, she dug the cat up. And she took the cat out of there in the bag. Zelia last while the pair pull out the cat from the ground. And that's her in the picture right there, what we're looking at right now. Uh, and she went on, the, on Instagram and shared, and then she said, uh, the cat in the bag. <laughs> she joked during the shaka video as she pulled up a dirt-covered bag, which allegedly held the cat's body. She said she wanted to bring the animal back to life. And then, you know, you got the videos up there. And then she also had videos of her and Lucifer between 2009 and 2020 on various social media outlets over the years so uh that's that part on that uh she shared you know many more photos on the whole fucking shit let me ask you a What's question up? g i don't know if this has been disclosed man but What's and up? i know you said this is a ritual so obviously there's been other people who either posted or exhibited this type of behavior uh dealing with digging up animals and cats now, for those of our listeners who may be old enough to remember a movie by Stephen King called Pet Cemetery, this was something that uh, they did in a movie where they dug up a cat. Well, they actually buried the cat and then dug him. The cat came back by itself. They didn't dig him up. He came back to life by itself because they dug up. They they had buried him in the pet cemetery. I need to put but that in I, my media bag. Yeah, put that in your media bag. Pet Cemetery, Stephen King. In fact, uh. Herman Munster, I forget his name, but the guy who played Herman Munster was actually uh, an actor in this movie. Really, really like scary movie. I try. I'm into scary films, so I try to watch it around Halloween or whatever, you know. But the question I was getting towards is, how does what is, I don't know how to pronounce it? Is it Peter or Peta? How do they feel about these type of situations where animals, even though they're deceased, but they're still, you know, their bodies are still being treated as though. It's some type of, you know, there's a ritual and some type of cult going on with that. I don't know where they stand on that or if they're offended. How I don't know because I, I, I saw something earlier that wasn't associated with the story that I just read from, but it was saying something about her whole thing is this the situation can, is or can be labeled as a taxidermy. So that's when you take the, the body of an animal and do whatever, whatever, or something like that. Oh, okay, so, right. That's true. But yes, it's yes. still technically could be a ritual you know what i mean as far as doing something yeah. like that so it's the, that whole ritual thing with cats and everything is very interesting uh i must say mm -hmm. uh, you know it's a lot of stuff out here that's written on the subject uh i'm about to take a look right now and see if i could find something in reference to cats you know and what people do Cause, cause, no, seriously, because when you think about rituals, you know, the whole thing and the ideal is sending things from you that you don't want and bringing things yeah. to you that you need. So that, you know, whatever. So, right, like I said, right. I, could, I could take this lighter and sit it here and say, if I sit it here for two hours each day, uh, it's going to help me with my mind and focusing on getting whatever, I don't know, chicken wings later. <laughs> but you right, know what I'm saying? Right. I don't yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, 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 whatever, you. man. But you know, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. But uh, as far as cats is concerned, I wanted to look up a few things and 
and see what I could find here where people involve cats in situations to get certain things they want. Uh, hold on for one so, minute. Go ahead, keep so talking. You mean, yeah, so I guess we're talking about as far as what people do with cats in regards to the taxidermy or how they... Because um, I had a friend who actually, his cat had passed, and he told me what they did was they, they he brought it to a place... And they were actually able to um, preserve, uh, I guess, some of the cat fur or whatever it is. And they basically stuffed the cat. So now he has it um, on his mantle. And it's, it's, it's like crouched in the stance or whatever it is. They was able to make it look real life. And he feels as though he still has his buddy with him. And, you know, it gives him, uh, I guess he calls it closure to know that his cat is still with him, even though it's not moving or active just the fact that he can see it and it's the actual like thing, he feels more, um, more, um, I feel, I, I should say, uh, um, damn, I don't even know. See, that's, it's, I mean, I don't mean to be, it's, that's weird shit to me. I, I don't even know how to, I don't know. That's just weird. Well, shit yeah. Me. I mean, taxidermy yeah. thing. I get it. You know, that's like, I don't know. Some people take dead bodies and they put them in some type of preservative if you got the money to do it, blah, 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 you know. But I, I get the whole thing mm -hmm. with putting that on your wall or whatever. But what I was talking about was spells that involve cats. So, oh, like right now, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at this one uh, animal magic wealth spell. So, basically, this one is called the Maneki Nico. So, although <clears throat> with popularity, Maneki Nico. The Japanese beckoning cat has been adapted uh, to other uses. Her primary purpose is to generate cash for her owner. This amulet mm. depicts a seated cat holding one hand up in the gesture that in Japan indicates come here. Maneki Nikos, mm. uh, a praised left hand, beckons increased business while the upraised right hand demands cash. Let me say that one again right quick. Oh, shit, for real? So come here, Maneki Nikos upraised left hand beckons increased business while the uprised, upraised right hand demands cash. Allegedly, mm. the higher the hand, the more powerful the amulets. Maneki Niko comes in a variety of colors, any of which is suitable for increased wealth. However, a gold cat is believed most powerful for this purpose. So that's just an example where people throughout times have used uh, cats for different types of things. I mean, I, I've even heard before that if you want good luck to your home or, or something like that, just put some food out in front of your, your door for a cat, for cats. Right. You know, I mean, you know, you, you got people that come from the South, so you hear about these things, you know, and it is what it is. What you got over there, man? You got a cat going in your house or your dog? I got the cat. Go! I'm bringing them in. G. Oh, you man. saying bring them up? I'm about to cast a spell on these motherfuckers. Don't do that, man. Don't cast no spells on them kids. <laughs> shit. <laughs> don't don't no. Don't kill no no chickens. Don't do no shit like that. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna do That's that. All right, you know man. what I like? They're a nice addition to the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know when they get
to hell. Look, when they get close and they about to fight, they they take this stance where they just look at each other and they just be yelling at each other. This motherfucker got a, cat, a room full of cats. And let me find out. <laughs> All right, y'all, calm down, calm down, y'all. Get going a little, break it up. <laughs> Let me find out you really down with a zillion banks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, listen, so calm down, y'all. Break that shit up. Break it up now. <laughs> Hold up. So break it up. Break that shit up, y'all. Yo, why? Why he tames his cats, I'm going to be right back. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, y'all, the whole thing with these cats is some people believe cats are good luck. Some people believe cats are bad luck. My thing is this. Cats been around for many, many years. The Egyptians had cats, you know, and uh, they were considered to be creatures that kept evil spirits away. And I know sometimes even in um, some neighborhoods or like Greg was saying, you know, G was saying, you put food out there, they come around. And they keep the rodents away. They actually do. They keep the rodents away, and that's a good thing. But I personally don't like cats because they sneaky, they slither, they jump on top of shit. I don't own any cats. Um, I really, I'm allergic to them, actually. But, uh, <laughs> but I do like how they be beefing with each other. You know? They get serious, man. <laughs> they, they're serious, you know? They're about to fight, though. Man, you gonna make me talk about my work life in a minute because all right, well, all right, let's stop this now. Stop. Let's, <laughs> oh, no, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> no, because you know what? So, what's I, up? Like I said, I don't really talk about my work shit on here too much, but sometimes when I go right. to people's houses, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't happening in a while. A motherfucker have about ten cats in the house, so when I'm get when I get there, I can't do what I got to do. Cause guess what? What? They got to try to get all 10 cats. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes what happens is I get in there and they think they got all the cats. And they ain't got the motherfucking cat. So I might be in your house by myself and guess we'll jump out the fucking... From get the, the fuck the up. See, now they... I'm going to tell you, that's crazy because cats scare me. They do. <laughs> when they just pop up like that, I don't yeah, like that shit. Yeah. I'm just wanting to kick them or whatever. Yeah, Because they sneaky, man. They slither up, man. They do. Yeah. They stealth mode. What the fuck? So yeah, I've I've had some crazy dealings with cats. But yeah, that's that, man. So you know, it is what it is with that situation. Right now, we're at halfway through the show. Azalea, man, listen, boo, come on, don't <laughs> stop boiling cats, man. Seriously, I understand that shit. You love them and everything, but let the cat stay in the ground, man. Come on, y'all. I know. Right? If you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna stuff him right when he die, all right, I, I could I could dig that. But to go back in the backyard and dig him up and put it on Instagram and boil him in the pot and then, I mean, I ain't with it, man. But go ahead, man. Yeah, so <clears throat> it is what it is, you know. Like I always say mm-hmm. right here, and uh, that's the the whole thing with that. But right now, I think what we're going to do. What you want to do, G? We got open forum, man. Whatever you want to do. Remember, teachers, teacher sex, and we got nightclub violence, baby. Yeah, that's coming up. That's coming up. Okay. Uh, You know, we're going to do that one. Let me see here. Well, let me take a moment, G, if I could, real quick, just to let all the folks know today we want to celebrate the fact that we got 
the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali's birthday, man. Salute that brother. He was definitely making a change for peace. This is also Martin Luther King, um, you know, weekend that we celebrate tomorrow as a national holiday. So I just want to take my hat off, as I know G do as well, and That's just right. salute Respect. those two great giants, man, because they, they, they was definitely about, you know, black people and the uh, elevation economically, spiritually, socially, and just bringing forth awareness of the fact that we a community and we got to stick together, man. So we got to raise the babies, teach them the right way, and salute Muhammad Ali, man. That's right. Respect to Muhammad Ali and the whole movement. The greatest of all time. He yep. created that term, GOAT. You know that. He was, I'm the greatest of all time. That's Before right. that, he was, nobody was saying that. He's the true GOAT. The true GOAT. You know? <laughs> now, hold me on, see. let me see if I can get some goat sounds. You want to get some? No, goat I don't sounds? need no goat sounds, man. <laughs> I, I, the motherfucking uh, what you call this was enough. But, uh, the catch, on. right? Yeah, man. Hold on a minute, man. Let me see something. Let will see if this shit works. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. I'm talking about. Hey, bitch. Say, bitch. Hey, bitch. Hey bitch, hey bitch, hey bitch. Yeah. Where you going? Hey bitch, hey bitch, hey bitch. Uh huh. Not so fast. Hey bitch, hey bitch, hey bitch. Not so fast. I see hundreds falling out your ass. I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm trying to compliment your back. They say diamonds are forever, but this pimpin's everlasting. She hold it down to any weather, state to state. We steady smash. And I'm not asking for a fraction. I want the whole thing. I'm not looking for a iffy bitch. I want a whole man. Is it you? I wasn't lying when I said I had dreams of pimping you and pimping what you listen to. Just tell me what you finna do. I'm like, hey bitch, hey bitch. How was your day, bitch? Day, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, hey bitch, hey bitch Yeah mm, like, hey, bitch, Teach your hey, sex bitch, up next, oh. y'all yes. Hey <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, I'm gonna let this one ride too, fuck it Fake boss ass Let it ride, let it ride, let it ride this shit icy These niggas acting boss Acting, really be workers Stephon, that nigga Really be Urkel, remember my jeans came from Levine Now my jeans might cost a G I got fun shoes that bleed My smoke sat by the QP I'm at your league, baby I switch girls when I turn up I'm not your speed, baby I like yellow bitches Nacho cheese, baby Real boss, no cap Kiss my ring, baby Happy bling, baby I'm at your league, baby I switch girls when I turn up I'm not your speed, baby I like yellow bitches 
Nacho cheese, baby. Real boss, no cap. No kiss my ring, baby. Have big bling, baby. Spend my sachi without the verb. Me on my back, that bitch polar bird. She caught the way away from over there. Put down the pack, that bitch disappeared. 175 for the zip. Hold up, 30 round drum on that clip. Sunflower seed, all that bitch do is spit. Came with a shell catcher. I call it Snow Bunny White Cheddar. Trapping started out lead better. Heard the ugly whole head better. Came back around like a cooch sweater. I don't even got a spot. My phone roll like a block. Like a two L's every day. Every player 28. 32 zips in a day. I just served the OJ. Young nigga been had the juice. All in my car, come cool. I might Houdini the roof. I hit your bitch, then she poof. Little nigga say I'm the truth. I tell him this what I do. What I do. Pull up, pull off, drip, drive by. These niggas ain't flies. I heavy sauce in this car can I? Drip trail in the I'm not your lead, baby. I switch girls when I turn up. I'm not your speed, baby. I like yellow bitches. Nacho cheese, baby. Real boss, no cap. Kiss my ring, baby. Happy bling, baby. I'm not your lead, baby. I switch gears when I turn up. I'm not your speed, baby. I like yellow bitches. Nacho cheese, baby. Real boss, no cap. Kiss my ring, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's Rollo. Yeah, I like that vibe. I like that vibe. Yeah, she's decent, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, we just had to take a break right quick. Yeah, uh, nice, nice break. Yeah, you we, know. We back in here. Those were two cuts off of G's up, hose down. I don't know. Nah, that's shit. That's that's his album from last year. I gotta pull up the name. I'll put it in the title section somewhere in there, I guess. So that's okay. that. So okay. what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna get into this week's episode of Teacher Sex. Mm-hmm. So it was an episode indeed. So we got a married high school teacher, 37 years old, arrested for classroom sex, not just sex or rock. Classroom sex with her student who was 17 years old. So he's all you know almost done with high school at that time. Uh, and he worried that she would fail him if he did not submit. So this is a case that's going on now. So the teacher's husband <clears throat> told the police he saw her texting suspiciously. Uh, with the boy over the summer. So basically uh, the latest news and and important stories on the whole situation goes on over to this lady right here. And uh, she's a teacher from Nevere High School in Santa Rosa County, Florida. So this is down south. This is in Florida. Uh, She was arrested over an alleged sex romp with one of her students last summer. So the Pensacola News Journal reported that 37-year-old Megan Mary Rodriguez was arrested Thursday and charged with sexual assault. Uh, She was booked in the Santa Rosa County Jail on a second-degree felony charge of sex assault on a minor and held without bond. The teacher who resigned from the job on May 28th is accused of having unprotected. This is with kids now. So we send our kids to school and... It could be some fly mm. shit going on like this. Is accused of having unprotected mm. vaginal sex with a 17-year-old male student in her classroom. In the classroom. So that, she couldn't hold it in. She was like, yo, you shit. Dang. So in the classroom during the 2019 summer break. So this nigga was either in summer school or she just was like, yo, this is where we could go. And then shit too much. Extra class, man. Extra credit. Extra credit, baby. <laughs> extra credit. <Right>. So, <laughs> so an account in arrest report states uh, that the teenager ejaculated inside the teacher because she told him she was fertile. 
Wait, no, infertile means she she couldn't have kids. So <laughs> she wanted to feel a young boy busting her. That's mm. that cat shit. That's that <laughs> cat, all right. That's that cat shit. shit Why you think they call them pussy cats? Pussy cats. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's talk about it now. Now, the only reason, now, I know you, hold on, we're going to get to the rest of the story because this is deep. Now, if this was a biology class and this was an experiment, I could vouch for that and I'll defend her as an attorney. <laughs> I could represent you as your attorney. This is a biology class and this is what we was doing. Yeah. But now, I think there's more to the story as my man G is going to go in deeper detail with y'all. Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, they, they had a whole situation there. Uh, let's see. That's poor. He bust off in her. She ain't get pregnant. That's what, that, that's so what so basically, let me see here. Mm-hmm. So he bust in her. That's where we left off. <clears throat> So we gotta per, get a record about where we bust off some. <laughs> so as per as per the report, the sex romp case came to the attention of a local sheriff out there, right? So uh, damn, sheriff always finding shit out. Right, the sheriff's office after an anonymous anonymous tip, <laughs> somebody ratted them, them niggas out. An anonymous tip on March third hey, on March third, alleging that the teacher had taken advantage of one of her students. So, according to Rodriguez's arrest report, the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office received an anonymous tip on March 3rd that Rodriguez had sex with one of the 17-year-old students last summer, blah, 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 which we already went through. And uh, that's the main base of the story. And it goes into a couple other things, talking about uh, what the investigators had to say about it. Uh, see, Megan asked me what was going to happen next. Uh, an investigator later wrote in the report, I explained to her, I still had an investigation to conduct. And at the conclusion of my investigation, she could have a warrant for her arrest. She didn't ask me <clears throat> what the less extreme outcome would be. I told her the less extreme is nothing happens. <laughs> he he <laughs> continued to write. <laughs> Megan then asked me if there was a middle ground. She probably was ready to fuck him and get out of that case. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the Florida teacher yeah. also initially denied having a sex romp with the student to the school. Uh, wait, wait, wait. The Florida teacher also initially denied having a sex romp with the student to the school principal, admitting only to kissing the boy once. Now come on, kissing. If you kiss, come on, we know what that leads to. So here we here we here we go. We're gonna get into the simp. Alright. So now Rodriguez's husband was interviewed by police. Oh shit. The following day, March fourth, and said that he observed his wife texting a student. Fucking simp. Cuckold. Texting a student at the time and didn't think it was appropriate for the pair to be communicating over summer break. One text from the student to uh, his teacher reportedly read that he thought she was a cute teacher. So maybe he was like mm. going at her first. He's 17. You know, see, you know what, though? This shit is probably general culture now because you think about it. We couldn't call our teachers at home. I mean, a lot of these kids now might get something emailed or something. Hell nice. no. You know what? The, the parent and the kid, maybe. I don't know. This might be going on. This might be a culture that's been going on for the last Accepted. 20. Accepted. That's. 
been going on the last 20 years where the yeah. teachers are able to talk to the student after hours and things yeah, happen. Things happen. Yeah. I mean, not to say that shit ain't never happened back in the, you know, 80s and 70s and 50s and 40s or whatever the fuck, but now oh, it's yeah. just like, okay, yeah, Johnny, you forgot your homework, but you know what? <laughs> when you want that PS5 right, right. or whatever the fuck they call that shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. so it might be a lot of that going on, man, and I, I think it's really happening, and this is a good case right here, so. Yeah, uh, there's a couple teachers I wish I yeah. could have contacted back when I was in elementary school. That's it, really? Shit. Hell yeah, that's when I first, you know, puberty, come on, that's when it, it start bubbling, G, you, you, shit happening, you don't even know, you ain't even thinking about nothing, and it's just happening on its own. You know what? You know what I'm saying? I want to I'm say. in music class, and she, she playing the flute, and I'm like, oh shit, that's a short skirt she got on, though, and her legs, she ain't got no stockings on. But then as a young boy, you know, 13, 14, it's like, other shit start taking control. Oh, no doubt. I, now, you know we, what I'm saying? I, I'm just thinking, though, like, I'm thinking about school, grammar school, high school, whatever. In right. grammar school, I want to say a lot of the female teachers look like hippie chicks, and so yeah, yeah, yeah motherfuckers yeah. look like they, they were hippie chicks. Um, well, you see, I went I went we, to school I went to school uptown in in, in, in New York, okay. so you know these these you know these, these was hip they yeah. was hip, mm-hmm, you know. And the music mm-hmm. teacher, I forget her name, and I apologize if she around if she listening. I hope she ain't. But yo, everybody knew she was a music teacher, so she had rhythm, she had vibes, she right. wasn't white. She was she was a sister. Right. She was come on. So it was kind of, that was kind of different. But um Yeah, I had a music I, case, I, I had a let's see, not to cut you off, I had a a math teacher in high school. No, she was nice. She had a curl too. She was one of the last few people to have a curl, but she's you know, she still she had she had her shit together, man, and she was all right. We all was just talking about smashing her, but I ain't gonna say her name. See? But uh, See? you know, but that that was the one. And then even with our school, not to put nobody out there, it was always something weird. Right, somebody was fucking this one teacher. She was cool, so I ain't gonna put her name in the mix. But you know, shit, this is always some shit like that going on. on you know, let's just say it was alleged. Right. Now, G, you know, not What's to up? cut you, but I think in these cases, and I think I mentioned this before on the show, but, Ooh. you know, and, and we, 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 we don't condone child molestation or child uh, abuse no, we and sexual. We, we, you know, this boy was obviously underage legally by the law. But like I said, you know, before, if we could just get to the point where, listen, man, the reality is we all fucking, man, stop yeah. it. We all fucking, we want to fuck. We all love the fuck, man. If you don't love the fuck, then you, I don't even know if they categorize, if they could classify you. I don't know. Maybe there's a term for that. But I know the majority of people I know, they like the fuck. Fucking is okay. It's natural. That's how we all got here. But let me all get right? let me get back to this story. So the student then met Rodriguez in the classroom after a summer practice. So maybe he was like, uh, you know, football player or Athlete. something or, or, or music person or something like that where he had to get trained for the upcoming school year. So which is when the sex romp began. The student claimed that the peer only had sexual intercourse once and he regretted it afterwards, according to the arrest report. He also allegedly told his parents that the, his teacher initiated the encounter. So he said she started it. 
And he was worried that she would fail him if he refused her sexual advantages. So the report states that Rodriguez initially told Navarro High School principal that she and the student had only kissed once. The student told his parents he thought he had to engage in Rodriguez's sexual advances or else she might fail him. And, and it, it goes into a whole bunch of other shit here. And uh, uh, I'm really curious to know what class this was. That's what I really would like to know. What type of class would she fail this young man, adolescent, in, if he didn't bang her out? Okay? Because yeah. we're talking about a sticky situation here. <laughs> it's more than sticky. <laughs> it's more than sticky. So yeah, that that's just out there. So that one's happening down in Florida. We got I think we got some other Florida news coming later or whatever. We'll talk about that in a minute. So that's the end of that story right there. Teacher sex. Yeah, that's teacher sex. Live and direct. Only right here on the Scramble Life Podcast. Live and direct. Uh, this that's once right. again, this is episode number twelve. So that's that. Uh what we're gonna do right now. I'm going to take a second here and try to figure th- some things out. Uh, right. You know, so this is Scramble Life Podcast, y'all. Y'all can check us out. You know, email us at scramblelife yeah. at gmail.com. You know, y'all can check the archives and check us out. Go back, listen to the episodes from 2020. A lot of good information and uh, knowledge that we bring forth to the community, but um, once again, it's your boy Al Scratch and my man G. Yeah, holding it down for the crew. All right, West Louisville nightclub is at the center of one of the latest double homicide investigations in our city, and now the I'm gonna start this one again, y'all. This is the the next episode of Nightclub Violence. Here we go. A West Louisville nightclub is at the center of one of the latest double homicide investigations in our city, and now the owner of the club is calling it quits. Cole's Event Center says the doors are closing permanently after two men were shot dead on the property at 3 a.m. Sunday morning. Mm. Tonight, Gabby Gagadis is talking to the owner's son, who was there when the shooting happened. Yeah, yeah we done with the nightlife club. This is out of hand. It's, it's Honestly, it's not no fun to me. So whenever the funds go away from it, it's it's just time for something else. For 13 years, Jonathan Cole and his father tried their best to keep the doors open for the community. Even after sounds like these, resulting in injuries and most recently deaths. It was just a normal Saturday and then it's just a fight that just went went left. A normal Saturday night that turned into a crime scene. Two men shot dead early Sunday morning in the parking lot of Cole's Event Center, also known as Cole's Place. Jonathan was working that night. After the fight, I I make it my my personal issue to shut it down because I know the the, the effect of what a fight can lead to. It led to the deaths of 26-year-old Robert Webb Jr. and 29-year-old Juan Foster. Jonathan says they came out to the nightclub often. Every week we have a packed house. The popular business is no stranger to violent incidents. In 2015, eight people were shot there. In 2018, another shooting that injured seven more. Months after that, a shooting again, which led the owner to close down the place. But eventually, it reopened to offer a space to host events. People was really just come knocking on the door, just asking, can I use the venue? 
and because it's like it's, it's nowhere around in the inner city for the people to go to. He says they tried to increase safety. We spend like $2,000 on security each week. And tried $2, to make ends Remember that. For 10 years, this has been our income. But after two lost their lives, Jonathan says it was time to part ways with the nightlife scene. There's crime everywhere in the city. Like if you if you look at the news, it ain't nothing but shooting, 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 shooting. The future of this place is still unknown, but Jonathan says they're hoping to host a stop the gun violence event next Monday on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. In West Louisville, Sanai Gabrigetigas, WHES 11 News. So. That's the situation right there in Louisville, Kentucky. We just said something about Muhammad Ali, too. That's weird. but So this is what's yep. going on in Muhammad Ali's hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. So what basically happened was this. As you just heard, it was a shooting here in Coles. Now, Coles is your typical. We're looking at the pictures. I saw the videos and, and the social media pages. It's a hood nightclub. You know, there's no other way to put it. You know, it's like they don't they didn't put a ton of money into it as far as the looks go and everything, but that's where everybody know to go to have a good time, uh, from the hood. And so when I'm I'm looking at the videos, I see parties where they got older people there chilling, doing line dances, et cetera, and then they got the younger people in there. Like some of the videos that you just heard was the younger nights and it was packed to capacity. It looked like two hundred plus people, three hundred plus people and it's just packed and they fighting and shooting and shit like that. So that's what's going on out there in Louisville, Kentucky. And like he said, that's the main spot they got, and they got to pay $2,000 a week or per event or when they open their doors for security. <clears throat> and that's, you know, I always talk about this shit. Call me what you want. But just doing the urban shit now is so fucking expensive. How can you even attempt to do it? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, outside the now. Live Nation events where they got the smaller club clubs and they got the bigger venues and, and so on and so forth. But uh, shit, two th and I understand what he's doing. You know, because two thousand dollars a week versus or event versus the bar, I get it. Believe me, you are gonna kill it. You get three hundred people in there, you are gonna kill it on the bar. But um, right. yeah. I understand what he's going through, man, but it's just it's hard to to book that type of shit and, and do you know play that type of shit because you don't have situations like this where them two cats got killed right up in the joint. Once again, man, they, these are un, unfortunate situations, G. But you know, you being a you know I, I don't want to say ex promoter, but a DJ and then you know a, a nightclub goer, so you know pretty much how that whole process goes and how it's operated and how it should function now do you think that maybe just maybe depending on the type of event that you allow to come into your establishment would have something to do with that because in 2018 with eight people being shot in your establishment would there be a red light that goes off into your head like uh well you know what even though the money is good i'm not gonna really just cater towards the hood specifically and only but that's those are the only people that they could get in there, you know. What I mean, possibly, I don't know. Um, it's one of them situations which I've seen for years, you know, being a DJ when I was in my younger years and shit like that. I've seen this many a time, so certain buildings only draw a certain clientele, so nobody else is going to go there, you know what I mean, from you know, the right. suburbs and so on and so forth. 
So when you got an establishment, sometimes we do things and we get stuck in them. I know a lot about that. So <laughs> you do things, yeah, you, yeah. you put so much money into it, and you get stuck with it, and they say, I, don't know, I, 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 I just can't give it up. So you got this building, as these guys probably do, fuck father and son. And mm -hmm. fuck, you know, jazz nights is not going to do nothing for the bar. Poetry night is not going to do nothing for the bar. That shit sound fucking cute, but guess what? It ain't gonna do nothing for the fucking bar. So you absolutely. So now you stuck with okay. What I gotta do? I gotta go with the motherfuckers that's in the twelve. Well, they're not really twelve, but the twelve twenty five demographic and what they like and 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 and, and what they're gonna do and, and and you know because they're the ones that are spending the money. The younger people, you know what I mean? They know about all these fucking liquor brands and this, that, and the other. They want to get fucked up and have a good time because they're young people. So this is what we're dealing with. So you, you're stuck with this idea and thought of. Who am I gonna roll with when you got a, a place like that? Because every you know, you wish you could get ten gigs a month, whereas for people that's thirty five to fifty four plus, but it ain't gonna be. It's you know, it's kind of impossible. You know what I mean? Unless you're in a bigger market and you're in a situation where you have an angel investor or something like that, where you could just do what the fuck you want to do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I got you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I get it, man. So yes. Yeah, two thousand dollars per time the door open up in the bar and all that shit I, it's a lot man it's a lot to work with but you know god bless the people that do it and still keep up with it because the music now and the violence now due to the music and shit is way more crazy compared to the, the shit we saw back in the day you know would it also would i also be able as an owner of an establishment able to say listen i hired security man they're responsible they're supposed to pat these folks down i don't know how these guns got in here right come on man like there's something going on i'm spending two thousand dollars on security i that listen i know places where two thousand dollars that'll get me a two block radius coverage front north side east west where hey you can't park on the block nope parking over there this VIP parking it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, real you shit. You think, I don't know the laws down there, but shit. To get somebody around here with a gun, you figure he got to be getting what? Uh, back in the day, it used to be like 15 when 15 to 20 was something. But they probably getting, I want to say they, they getting somewhere between 30 and 40. Now they should be per hour. Yeah, I think it's a set stipend uh, from what I know with some folk who had a couple of, uh, yeah. and it wasn't even nightclubs. They was bars, lounges. Right. They would get a guy like three hundred, the gun, pistol license, maybe off duty cop, three, four, five hundred dollars. And I'm gonna say this, and that's only that, huh? No, I'm I'm gonna say this again too. You know, you got to have a relationship with your police department somehow. Now, now, now see, it, that's, see, that's the key. And this is the thing, especially when you know you're gonna that's be playing some fucking crazy shit. You got to mm -hmm. have a relationship with your police department in that city. You know, even your sheriff, no, no. this, that, and other. Just, just so everybody knows right. this is what it is. Now, if you have problems and you're trying to build a relationship, okay, it's going to be a little sketchy. But once again, like I said, it comes along with the, the, the music, you type, type of music you play and what that draws in and what mm -hmm. that's all about. So you're dealing with young, wild motherfuckers, you know, want to be seen, right, want right. to showboat, the bitches, the right. baby mamas, yep. the baby daddies, yep. the hustlers. Just, just, yeah. And money is flowing in there. The money is flowing. Trust me, that's where the money is. Business is. There's a lot of things yeah. going on in there. But like I said, I know dudes that, yeah. you know, just for the sake of deterring that, they would hire. Well, I don't want to say hire. It was political. 
but there would be a police car out there, lights continuously flashing. Right. Cops not inside the squad car, yeah. outside the car, yeah. barricades, because they were protecting the money that was coming in there. They don't want no fuck shit going on. We protecting the money. So we're going to pay this squad car. We're going to make a donation to the PBA of $1,000, whatever it is, in addition to our 12, 20 security people that we got with us. That's right. That's the difference, you know. But like you said, in these sort of situations, maybe they're not getting that type of turnover at the bar. Maybe they're not, you know, I don't know the situation. But, you know, once again, when life is lost and it's supposed to be fun, I understand why they shutting down the doors because their history alone shows that, you know what, it's not going to be a successful situation for them. Eventually, somebody else going to get shot. Yeah. Right now, we're counting 10 people that's dead because right. they was having the party, that's you right. know, so. That's not a good. That's not a good ratio. Not at all. Not at all. But on that note, uh, we're about to take another small break, and we're going to be back in it. a minute, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Price instrumental. Exactly, exactly. Sean Price instrumental right there. I don't know which one that is, but it's something off the second mm-hmm. second full length album. But anyway, okay. uh, we're gonna get back into the news and what's going on out here in the world. So we went over Cole's nightclub in the last joint with the double homicide, but there were other homicides to add on to that number and make it what was it eight, ten, something like that. So yeah, yep. so that's that. Uh, next, we're gonna get into <laughs> the city commissioner. Down in Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida. Now, this is a not so much of a nightclub, but this is a, a environment, you know, where you can go and have drinks, and they might have a DJ from that time to time. It's in a nice area in Sarasota, Florida. So, there's a situation going on down there where the commissioner was involved in a Christmas Eve bar fight, and I find this story inter- interesting. We're gonna get into the points why. Okay, so a Sarasota. City commissioner who was involved in a bar fight told police he was attacked while trying to help a friend. But others say he was the aggressor. 
Okay, so Patch received a heavily uh, redacted version of a Sarasota police report from this incident in early January, uh, but refrained from reporting on it because not all of the parties' names were released at the time. <laughs> a police Uh-oh. spokesperson said there were no charges in the incident. Of course not. So the police, uh, so now the report identifies Sarasota City Commissioner Kyle Beatty, Batty or Beatty, uh, as being part of a downtown bar fight outside Cafe Epicure on Christmas Eve. Now, according to the police report, the 52-year-old commissioner and two friends, Guy uh, Jensa and Raja Brazda, were walking past the restaurant on Christmas Eve night as a large family consisting of four men, two women, and at least two small children left the building. One of the men mm. with the family said, make room for the Smurf. A comment directed at Jensen, according to Jensen's witness statement. Brazda also told police the men began taunting them for no reason. All right. At this point, Batty said, this is my city. Let me see how I can fix this. And then he suggested <clears throat> speaking with the restaurant's owner, Jensen said. So that's that's when he suggested what he had just said. So the situation escalated after Batty asked the family why they were being disrespectful to Jensen. According to witness statements, three men punched the commissioner. <laughs> and a fourth jumped in and Jensen tried to intervene, he said. Brazda also said she saw two men attack Batty, knocking him to the ground. <laughs> Uh, so Jensen then told police that she was also he was also pushed to the ground during the fight. Uh, after this, the family left the scene. He said uh, Batty didn't uh, make any statements at the scene, but he spoke to police at the hospital. <laughs> he told officers he got into a verbal altercation uh, with a man outside the restaurant and removed his jacket because he was unsure what was about to occur. This motherfucker was ready to beef. And that's what the police oh, said yeah. on that. So the commissioner told police uh, that was that that was there. That's all he remembered from the incident. Uh, he was also unable, unable to locate his personnel and city issued cell phone at the fight, motherfucker. <laughs> so, oh man, come on now. According to the police report, Cafe Epicure owner ready, Giovanni. Miglarini <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he said a few he said a few guys that were eating at this restaurant started a fight with Batty. Man. Mm. A few guys eating. Okay. <laughs> They been <laughs> hold up. They began punching him when Batty fell to the ground. They started kicking him and punching him even when he was unconscious. And this is this was, was said by Migli Orini. Migli We're gonna get this right. Migli M I G L O R O O R I N I 
Miglarini. Miglarini told the police. Miglarini told the police. Miglarini. Yeah. Miglarini, huh? Yeah. So he provided police with the receipt for the dinner bill for one of the men, James D'Astasio. D'Astasio told Sarasota police that Batty was the aggressor in the situation, according to his witness statement, and he and his family left the restaurant. Batty approached him saying, I'm city council. I'll fuck you up. Oh, shit. He told police that Batty appeared extremely intoxicated, and despite asking the commissioner to leave their family alone, he kept making statements like, I'm city council. I will knock you the fuck out. Let's go. Let's go. And you're going to sleep tonight. I'm city Ooh. council. I do what I want. Oh, shit. It's on now, baby. As the Stagio approached his car in an attempt to leave, he said Batty removed his jacket, took a defensive stance, and wouldn't allow the family to get into their vehicle. He then said he then punched uh, the commissioner and then... And the two tussled at one point. Batty uh, put him in the headlock. All right, Batty. Batty wanted all of the smoke. <laughs> yeah, the commissioner wanted yeah, all of the smoke yeah, that he, night. He put him in the headlock, unable to breathe during the fight. Uh, the Stasio mm. told police he put on Batty's tie and struck him until he fell to the floor. Uh, scared for his family and fearing being attacked again, he left the scene. Uh, this is some other shit was said here about that, and that's pretty much that. So that's the end of that story right there, y'all. But you know bye, what? Bye. The main point in this story, what I saw the most out of everything, was this motherfucker lost his city phone. And he's that's right. He's the council commissioner. Good luck, brother. God, God, man. He's drunk. He was unseated by incumbent <sighs> Willie Shaw at the same time. What the fuck? So was they he unseated doing? his ass. What the fuck is he? Did he know he was fucking with Distachio and Miglarini? He didn't know who the fuck he was fucking with? He must have been intoxicated. You don't fuck with that family? Mm-mm. Nigga, this is Sarasota. Was this Sarasota again? Sarasota, Florida. Oh, shit. You know what's down there. Salute. Hey, listen. <laughs> I know what. I, you ever been to Sarasota? No, I haven't. Not that part. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've been to Sarasota. So listen. I already know. Come on. Come on, brother. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing to say. Yep. Shit. <laughs> he fucking around. Yeah. Hold up. I don't I, give I, a fuck. Hold up. I got to see what this dude look like, man. Cause I, I hope. Hey, man. It don't, listen. It don't matter if you're the commissioner of the town. Okay? Listen. Dude. Hold on a minute. Kyle. Kyle Batty. Hold on a minute. I got to see this Kyle nigga. Batty. This is Come a nigga, on. man. Too many drinks, man. All right? Yeah. Too many drinks. You got to watch out. 211. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll knock you the fuck out. That's Yo, it's up, a man. nigga, man. It's a nigga. You know, it's, it's, uh, you see? You it's see? a nigga. Kyle Scott Batty. Come on. Scott, you should have just kept it moving after your dinner. Good night, gentlemen. I'm a little yeah. intoxicated, but I'm the commissioner. You guys get home safe. That's what I would have said if I was that guy. Shit. Man, he had too many 211s. Let me see here. You must learn. Let me see here. Hold on. Yeah, Kyle Batty. 
City Commission. This is when he was running for city commission. It says, Kyle Scott Batty will fight to ease the cost of living. Protect our environment and waterways. And improve each of the neighborhoods in District 1. He brings real world experience and progressive solutions to long-standing issues facing the city of Sarasota and the neighborhoods of District 1. Get him the fuck out of here. Hey, man. That's Scott Batty, man. He doing big things. Bye-bye. So, bye-bye. So, yeah, that's that right there. And that's the end of that one right there. So, uh, we're going over the show right now about seven minutes than we normally do. Like, actually, longer than that. Shit. 20, 30, 25 minutes. But uh, oh, we, we, we got some other things to talk about. <clears throat> we had our nightclub violence for the week. We had Scott... Uh, Batty story. Uh, the herbs and foods. We'll get into that another week. Cause that's an interesting piece right there on that one. It's just different things you oh, can take yeah. for your body for certain things. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's that. Uh, we're gonna get into another thing in a couple weeks about the Indeed job reviews, and we're gonna look at different companies around America where people work at. So, like for example, where you had the nightclub violence in Louisville, we might look at different employers that employ people that hang out at what the name was that club. Coles. So Coles, we baby. might we might look, you know, to see what people that hang on at Coles, different places they work at and with the people, how they treat them in those work environments, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I you know that's something interesting we'll go into. But uh other than that, <clears throat> we got a piece we're gonna go into right now talking about algorithms. Now I've known about algorithms for a while now. And, but I never really did a deep dive read on the whole situation with algorithms. All right. right. Uh, so basically, social media algorithms rule how we see the world. And that's what everything is starting to come to. So the story goes a little something like this, y'all. It's hard to pinpoint exactly when we lost control of what we see, read, and even think to the biggest social media companies. Okay, I put it right around 2016. We're going to go back to 2016. Uh, That was the year Twitter and Instagram joined Facebook and YouTube in the algorithmic future. Okay, so ruled by robots programmed to keep our attention as long as possible. They promoted stuff we'd most likely tap, share, or heart. Meaning, you know, you put a heart because you like this shit. Uh, And we bury everything else. So bye-bye. Feeds that showed everything and everyone uh, we followed in an unending, chronologically ordered river. Hello, high-energy feeds that popped with must clicks. So mm. at around the same time, Facebook, whose news, whose news feed uh, was driven by algorithms since 2009. I'll say that again. Facebook, whose news feeds... Uh, have been driven by algorithms since 2009. All right, so that hit the settings to that situation and so on and so forth. So no big deal, you probably thought. Uh, If you thought about it at all, so basically, except these OPAC algorithms didn't only optimize news of T-Swift's latest album drops, they also maximized the reach of the industry, the attacks, the misinformation, the conspiracy theories, uh, they pushed us further into our own uh, hyper-polarized filter bubbles. 
All right. Mm. So they're saying mm. basically it's bad people doing bad things on the internet. QAnon, white supremacists, it's not that Facebook, YouTube, and other social media sites allow it on the platform. Is that they amplify it. All right, I'm going to say that again. They amplify yeah. it. So basically, we're being, everything we're doing right now is being watched and being seen. You're looking for toothpaste or whatever. Before we did this show, we was doing a test run and just talking on the air and, and a, a mattress commercial came up. <laughs> we don't know why it came up. No, I ain't going to tell them why, but the shit came up because it's been conversations held regarding a mattress around the fucking phone. So these are the type right. of things that was going on here with your algorithms and, thing, and things of that nature, especially what you click on. So basically, it's that they amplify it, says Henry Fair, the computer science professor at the University of California, Berkeley. All right, so the worst case scenarios are no longer just hypothetical. Uh, people are shown things that appeal most of them. They click, they read, they watch, they fall into rabbit holes that, that reinforce their thoughts and ideals. They yep. connect with like-minded people. They end up in their own personalized version of reality. They end up inside the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know man. what I'm saying? So, yeah, right? like, you know, shit triggering motherfuckers. So, you got somebody typed in there all day, hey, I'm scared. I need fucking all the guns because I got to kill all the fucking niggers and this, that, and the other. Look. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something in your whole algorithm on all your phones and everything that's going to drive you to some crazy shit. So that's pretty much uh, the gist of that story. I mean, there's other parts here I could read about where you get into ideal number one of no algorithms, no ads, and it gets into the whole thought process of that and things like that. But uh, it's a lot of information here regarding the algorithm. Now, I really think something needs to be implemented. I'm sure somebody's working on it now. Uh, which yeah, will help definitely. us as Americans to get away from social media so much and start socializing more in public. I mean, I understand we got a quote-unquote pandemic going on right now out here in society, but I think it needs needs to be other things in place uh, to bring us more together again as a people um, and, and put the world back together with how, how things were back in the mid-'90s before everything blew up with social media right. and, and things of that nature. So yeah, that's pretty much that. Incredible. What you gotta Incredible. say about what you gotta say about that? Well, what I do have to say is this: it, it was strange because now understanding what an algorithm is and knowing that I've been getting these pop-ups on a couple of my phones, it's like now I understand why because somebody's either listening or retrieving data from what I've been researching and applying that towards what it is they want me to continuously perceive and they're marketing me, they're, they're targeting me, targeting me to say, hey, listen, we got the best deal for this thing you've been looking for. Oh, have you heard about this? Oh, you're looking, you're in the business for this? You're looking for that? And they've been, you know, they've been getting at me. You know, I think that uh, in one way, for some people it's helpful, but like what we're doing right like let's say for today, we don't want to constantly be bombarded with commercials. That's that's why right. things like Netflix and other things where YouTube without the commercials really they are thriving now because people are tired of being sold. We don't want to be sold everything. Right. I think that should be really geared towards maybe a younger younger market. Maybe I don't know, depending on the product or what it is. But they don't they for. don't give a fuck though because it goes beyond more than marketing research and average, you know, to get advertising dollars and so on and so forth or whatever. 
this shit goes deeper. Than right. That. This shit goes into right. getting everybody on the same page to do certain things to have bigger gains, of course. But the key part I said was everybody doing the same thing and thinking the same way. So, you know, like I said, you're looking up certain shit about you scared and you want to join the Confederate and create a new Confederate, whatever, fly, you know, whatever. Right. You know, it's groups of people that's out there doing those things and they meeting up. Cause it's, you know, as we know, it's people on these search engines mm-hmm. looking for different things and looking for help and asking questions for the biggest issues in their life. So, yeah, right, this is, right, this, is, right. this is what we're dealing with. So, yeah, it's, exactly. it, the algorithm thing is a real deal, and we'll probably end up talking about that again later on with the shows and, and things like that. I mean, I'm not trying to be all Alex Jones on you and shit like that, but it's very real and very <laughs> interesting. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty much that for the week. Uh, we're at about an hour and 15 minutes with the show, hour and 20 minutes. Uh, we got the media bag situation here. And, you know, we ask each other right. every week, what have we came across in media for the week that's maybe different or something interesting that people might want to know about, you know? Yeah. 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 Anything, man. I don't know what I, <clears throat> I don't know what I got in my media bag this week. Uh, I've been working on some external outside projects, so I really haven't been... been having time to really go in and look at stuff and be on the internet uh, like that. But um, Didn't you have Netflix a record that played on Sirius Satellite Radio or some shit like that? Uh, yeah, that's a, uh, what was that? Shady. Shady is a, is, is a joint that I got that's going to be coming soon. Right. Um, but I'm not sure if that's what you were talking about because I also got a freestyle that was played on Shady. Um, so I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but I do have that right. uh, coming down the pipeline. Right. You know, some stuff I'm working on. But I was trying to think if I watched anything on Netflix, and I can't say that I did. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything here um, that I looked at that was too much interesting that I could think of. Uh, it's one guy in particular I follow. He has mm-hmm. some interesting shit. Well, it's interesting to me, but what he does basically is he invests in different properties uh, in the Ohio, state of Ohio, the Ohio area. So right. here lately, he's been talking about his trailer park he just bought, and he also owns a laundromat. So what he does is go in there certain days in the laundromat. He'll empty everything out on the table and see how he, you know, to show to everybody how he makes money with his laundromat. And, but, you know, he does right. that versus all the break-ins and fucked up shit that happened, but Basically, with the laundromat, he got two apartments upstairs, so the apartments upstairs pay for the laundromat. And he's just okay. putting his numbers out there. So, yeah, his name is Investment Joy. You might want to check him out. Here it is, Investment Joy. So, this video right here in particular. Joy. Yeah, Investment Joy, two words. So, basically, this video right here is how much uh, does a laundromat make in a week. And that was video number 80. So, that, that's some interesting shit. And then it's another guy that I've, I was watching name up flip U-P-F-L-I-P and he gets into um, his experience of opening and running a laundromat so that's little shit like that what I saw this week um, that I could talk about <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so no yeah, yeah that's so, good info though good yeah, info so, so that's that right there yeah little nice little piece so on that note, y'all, we're about to end this show right here. This has been episode number 12 of the Scramble Life Podcast. This is your boy, G. You got L over there on the other line up top in New York. 
And uh, we out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace. Van